0: Welcome to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Over to Katrina and Justina.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, there we
0: go. Hey. Hey. Ooh, ooh. All right, morning, everybody. Morning,
1: okay. morning. So, girlfriend. <laughs> So guys, just before we start, has everyone got one of these in front of us? Can we see this in front of us? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Everyone got one? Yay, no. Claude, <laughs> 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 you're looking a bit scared. Don't you really <laughs> All right. <laughs> Alright, so me and Justina, we have decided to entitle our talk today. Called "Where Are You in Your Cycle?" This is including okay. men as well. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So what we've done, um, we looked at we looked at Jesus and how he's our feminist, and we just looked at the various things that he he did to advocate for women in the Bible when others, others weren't doing it. Um, Jamelia last week outlined many of the roles that women have had in the past and the restrictions on what they were they were allowed to do because of their gender. Um, so, we've chosen to look at more of, so we've moved from the characteristics of a woman and looked at more of her functionings. So, the function that we're going to be looking at is a woman's reproductive cycle. That's right! Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and what we've done, we wanted to demonstrate this unique design um, and how it can be related, not just in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense, in a cycle that we, we may experience on a daily daily basis. Um, so this is how we're going to approach our talk today, through the reproductive cycle. We're going to look at the woman of the issue of blood. That's going to be in Mark uh, five twenty five. so I'll read from that shortly. Um, and we're also going to be looking at Joshua and the Israelites crossing the Jordan. And that's, that's referenced in Joshua 3 and 4. And so we're going to go through the three stages of the reproductive system, and we're going to break them down um, with her story and with the Israelite story, just to get a, like a comparison in terms of how we, how we can be experiencing spiritual cycles and you know, how we can inform ourselves where we're at and how we, what we might be experiencing in that time, and what, what are the things that we might need to do to get through that, that stage onto the next. So, with that being said, I'm going to pass it over to Justina, where she's going to introduce us to the first stage of our cycle
2: today. So, the first stage, stage one, is the premenstrual stage. Um, We can describe this as an adolescent stage, just as thinking about an adolescent um, young lady. um, She will have a hormone imbalance at this stage because there's not yet enough estrogen or progesterone to actually start the, the menstrual cycle, um, that can have a negative effect in the body because those hormones, they affect all key organs in the body. They affect the brain, the heart, the blood. So when you've got that imbalance, the negative effect can actually go throughout the whole body. Um, we can describe this as a stage of a lack of maturity, a lack of knowledge, not yet ready. And um, when a woman is born, she's born with a finite supply of eggs. She's born with her whole lifetime supply of eggs within her from when she was formed in her mother's womb. But the body's not yet ready to manage that supply. Okay, so this brings
1: me over to my lady. So we're looking at the woman with the issue of and We're gonna look from Mark 5, 25 if you want to get your apps, Bibles. And so I'm reading from the City Hill app Bible. Yeah? So Mark 5, 25 says, And there was a woman who had who had, had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had but was no better, no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and had and had came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the disease. So, looking at what Justina said in terms of the first stage, this woman had, we can see from the first part of my introduction of her, she has had this flow of blood for 12 years. She has gone to different doctors, physicians, and has no, no joy in getting any healing, yeah? And when I think about just when I go through my cycle, yeah, I said it, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's a lot, like you, your energy-wise, to be, to be going that through that for 12 years, this woman must have been down and out, exhausted, just no energy, very imbalanced. So in this stage, just like the, the, the first stage of the menstrual, the menstrual cycle, she's imbalanced. And she's gone out so far. She's in, she's wandering around 12 years, just seeking aimlessly in, in resources that just can't help her. So I'm going to pass you over to Justina to, to describe what was
2: happening for the Israelites in their first stage of their menstrual. Uh, so the Israelites... They were at this stage being led by Moses. Moses had 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 been given the vision from God that there was a promised land, flowing with milk and honey, that that was ready for them. But the Israelites ended up wandering the wilderness for forty years. It was a journey that should have only taken eleven days, but it actually took forty years. And this is because the Israelites at that time they lacked the vision that Moses had they lacked faith they lacked maturity and courage Um, they they weren't ready for that promised land that God had given them Um, God said that none of the Israelites of that generation would be permitted to enter the land with the exception of his faithful two which were Joshua and Caleb Um, they showed signs of ungratefulness they were complaining they were short-sighted and they forgot what God had already done for them. Um, They were preferring to instead go back to their captives rather than looking ahead to what was actually ahead of them. Uh, So we can summarize that in this stage, you may have vision just as Moses had from, from God. But if the body isn't ready, you may not make it onto that next cycle. Just as the body has, um, is born with eggs within it, that you know that could be your creativity, it could be a dream, but you might not be ready to move past that part of the cycle. Um, so the woman with the issue of blood, she had tried everything, but it just wasn't her time yet to be rid of that issue. So we can we summarise at this stage is it, it does form a preparatory purpose. The body is developing. There's things that there's, it needs to be learned, but it's ultimately it's in God's timing and it won't be delivered before it's due.
1: So I hope that sheds some light sometimes in when we're going through stuff. Is it that we're in a cycle where we're going back to old things and we're going back to old old habits and we're thinking why are we not moving forward, why are we not moving past this? Obviously that we're genuinely in a new place, a new challenge and it's about waiting on God to pass through um, that stage uh, so that we can touch him in that in that, in that space that he can restore us. So we go through different cycles and it, it, although we go through cycles they're like they're all different, and it's about just identifying what in that stage you need to equip you to get to the next stage. So. With that being said, we'll move on to
2: the second stage of our cycle. Uh, So this is the menstrual stage. Uh, We can describe this as a stage of maturity. Um, So within the body, the balance is right now. The hormone levels are right for the cycle to um, proceed, and the the blood levels are right.
1: So with our woman, when we're introduced to her, we're not even giving her name, we're just giving giving her issue. back in the days to be to be if you were in your cycle you wouldn't be able to go to the synagogue you wouldn't be you're you're deemed as unclean even up to seven days after the after the cycle and she would have been called I think it's Nada it would have been known as a Nada an administrating woman, woman and the fact that she was bleeding for so long would have brought so much social injustice around her she wouldn't have been welcomed around even down to her family would have would have pushed her away to a certain extent. We don't hear about who her family is or anything, but just the nature of that time, you would have known that she would have suffered some sort of rejection, isolation, and just being quite isolated. Everybody knew her. It sounds like everybody knew her about from her issue. So the fact that she's, she's heard, she's heard about Jesus in this stage now, and she's heard that he's coming by, she must have heard people's testimonies or the things that he's been able to do. And she has left from where she is and she has pushed through a crowd. Where, where he was, when he came over to where she was, he was met with a multitude of people. So she would have had to push through people that wouldn't even have wanted to touch her. And they would have known her. Would, you know, the, amongst her community, they would have known this was her issue. And she, she took her faith and she pushed through and she went and she went and she touched him. Now, when she touched him, there were so many people around. Jesus would have been going through, being pushed around. People would have been touching him. But she, he knew that somebody touched him differently. And he stopped and he asked, he asked, who touched me? Because she touched him with his garment. He knew this. He knew who had touched him. He didn't have to ask that. Um, but she, um, she was in the... In the in the scripture, it says that she was compelled to fall down and tell her testimony if I were everybody and proclaim her healing. Um, so in this, you can see that there's, a, there's been a balance because it says that as soon as she touched him, the, the, the blood completely stopped immediately. So you can see her coming through. Like There's a balance in her hormones at this time, or spiritual hormones, should I say. <laughs> so I think spiritually is happening, that's leveled out and she's restored emotionally and spiritually immediately so with that being said i'll pass over to justina about how the,
2: the, the israelites have gone through their bit so uh, at this stage the baton is now passed on to joshua to lead the new generation of the israelites across the river jordan to the promised land uh, so joshua asks the people to sanctify themselves ahead of the wonders that god was going to do among them and he garners the people um, to take them across the river jordan what is interesting about the River Jordan is that at that time it was known as the source of fertility because it runs right through the land and it brings a life source flow of water to that land. At that time when they were about to cross, the river was overflowing because it was harvest time and God had promised them that as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant touched the edge of the water that the water would stop and that's what happened. So the flow of water ceased completely and dried up. Uh, The priests remained within the dry bed of water and allowed everybody to cross ahead of them. They then asked 12 men, one from each of the tribes, to pick up a stone from the middle of the dry bed of water and carry it across to the other side. And they were going to use that as a sign to remind the children and the generations to come of the miracle that had taken place there. Uh, so they weren't just thinking about themselves. They thought about those that were coming after them to remind them of that miracle. So this this stage is a stage of maturity and it's a stage of action. We see their faith being combined with their works and obedience and that's allowed God to do a miracle that's taken them across to a next stage of their lives and the next stage of their cycle. Um, We see restoration and balance among themselves and the community. And we'd also describe this as a selfless stage. Um, The woman with the issue of blood, she was testifying and she's able to help others that heard that testimony that were in the crowd. And the same way that the Israelites have thought about the generations coming behind them and the priests also allowing everybody to cross ahead of them. So they're thinking about those going ahead and behind. So for us, we can think about this in the present time, 2018, we can think about as a collective, who is it that we're bringing behind us or or allowing to go ahead of us to be able to progress in Christ collectively? So that that's
1: the end of our, our part two. So the question to to you guys is, what? So the woman it was it was faith and action that brought about her healing. And it's, are there things that right now that you want to you want to go ahead in life in life over in 2018 that it's going to take the 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 faith and the action to bring about what you need and. If, it, if there's things that are stopping you, what's, what is it? What's the fear of you stepping out and achieving the things that you, you want to go for this year? Because by you achieving those things, you're actually going to help open doors and bring other people with you. So it's just it's something to just make a note of on your little papers when you go, you go home today. So we're going to go
2: over to our last stage. Uh, So the last stage is the post-menstrual stage. Um, We can summarise this as menopause, um, which is a Latin word which means to cause, to cease. Um, So this is the end of the menstrual cycle. So effectively, a woman's reproductive cycle has undergone a transformation, which means that it now no longer functions as it did before.
1: So when I look at uh, mom, Thirteen, Jesus, Jesus called her in thirty four, five thirty four. Jesus said to her daughter, "You are healed." After she said her testimony, he, t- he said to her, "Let me the victim." And he said to her daughter, "Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease." So in this. So in the beginning we hear that she's the woman with the issue of blood. By the time she's told her testimony and she's had her, has her, has her, had her healing, he's calling her daughter, he's given her a new identity. Um, she's healed of her afflictions. And I, I just, we just we spoke about the menopause stage and what that, that must feel like for some women and sometimes we've been so connected to that cycle all our mm-hmm. lives that once that stops, it's like, where is our identity now? What is, we've got to, we've got to learn about this new, this new life without all of that. So we could, we were just thinking about what the impact of that was for her. And every time we come out of a cycle, it doesn't mean that we're not going to just start a new one. It's just something different, and those will come with its own challenges. So, yeah, her faith, her action brought about restoration, but it also brought about a, a, a new identity for her, a new start.
2: So. I can see that the guys. I think uh, the same in the same instance with the Israelites once they had crossed it says that God magnified Joshua in the sight of Israel so he now had a new identity in Christ in that the people feared him for as long as um, for the rest of his life so we are looking at the end of something but the beginning of something new for them so you know they were about to enter their promised land Um, so we're we're seeing new identities in this phase of the cycle Um, so spiritually there could be something ceasing ceasing in our lives that's been an affliction for us but we can trust that God will take us into a new phase although we may mourn something that's ending something new is to come so guys
1: that's our three cycles (laughs) and yeah I guess it's we want you to go away,
0: go hurry meeting you guys, and ask, where am I in my cycle? And that's, to each person, it's different. So, yeah, that's it, guys. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, if you guys want to um, chill out, there's no hostage negotiations here. Our <laughs> services are really short. Um, you're, you're, you're free to to. to, Jetson, to but if you want to chill out, have a chat, have another drink, let me know, and I'll grab you a, a, a drink. Um, yeah, thank you so much, guys. That was really, really cool. I, you know what? I'd never actually thought about that woman's isolation before. I'd never, It never crossed my mind. So that was a really cool um, Cool thing you said there. I never, I never really saw that perspective. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. I'm just going to pray for us, and then that'll be it for today. Father, I thank you so much that actually, um, I guess when we look at our society today, there are so many different things we can connect with from that story. Um, I think one of the key ones other than uh, gender inequality and how women were treated, I I guess the other one is isolation. Uh, Today, people feel more alone than they've ever felt before, Um, even though we're more connected than we've ever been before. uh, You sought out a way to bring someone home. You sought a way to bring someone back into the community who was isolated and kept apart. I pray that you would help us be people who connect people, who bring people into community and help them in their isolation. Um, We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you you so much. That was really, really
0: cool. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london.